You're listening to a Countout Podcast. going on everybody welcome back to another episode of independent waters i am your host mikey manfredi and joining me as always is the other host of this show zach bones batista zach how you doing my man it's fucking hot but i'm not pretty good Sure, fucking is oh god today it was fucking brutal out in jersey fuck me yeah dude i was uh getting out of work after uh, getting out of work was miserable because literally i was standing next to a uh wood like a uh, wood fire grill which is just like Ugh. and then right behind and i stand right in front of a flat top that's on full blast so i'm just like sweating oh god been... and then i get out of work for mm-hmm. like a relief for the fresh air and then it's also hot and i'm like come <laughs> on <laughs> life was just like fuck you in particular today like, come on, I just want to breathe, like, cool air. Ah, <laughs> uh, that, this, folks, right here is why Mikey fucking hates the summer. Fuck summer. <laughs> <laughs> but thankfully, we're out of the heat. And now we're in our cool own rooms, to- here to talk yep. about some wrestling. Yeah, uh, I am very excited. We had a pretty, uh, we had a pretty decent week this week. Uh, we had some solid matches. Uh, Zach, I believe you picked the majority of them this week, so why don't you tell us what you brought to the table? I did. So, starting off, I picked Free Range Kara versus Blair Onyx at Destination Pro. Nice. And then I picked Big Game Leroy. Is it Leroy? It's Leroy, right? Yeah, Big Game Leroy. You had it right. Big Game Leroy versus Bones at Limitless Wrestling solely because the thumbnail looked cool as fuck. Fair enough. Big, it's it's big game. Leroy Jenkins. If you know, you know. All right, let's do this. That third All match right. is just in the ether, apparently. Yeah, and the and my ma- and my match that I picked was uh, Ziggy Heim versus the Whisper from Rise Pro Wrestling. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's jump right into this. Yeah, we. I believe the order we picked was we were going to be starting off with Kara or Free Range Kara versus Blair Onyx from Destination Pro. Uh, Zach, what did you think about this match? I wasn't the biggest fan of it. I'm not gonna lie. At points, yeah, it was okay. It was okay. <laughs> I, I, okay. So there's a, there's a bit of context for this match that I'll give. Is that these two have fought each other before? Uh, I believe it was Blair won last time. So Kara's like, I'm here to get my win back, and Onyx is like, I'm going to show everyone that Kara is afraid of spiders because her whole thing is she's the spider by yeah, beating her. I mean, who is? I mean, to be fair, who who isn't afraid of spiders? Uh, depends. If they're spider bros in the corners of my ceilings killing flies, they're cool. If they're on my bed, yeah, yeah you got me there. If they're on my bed, right too close to me, you've entered the kill zone, and I am not liable for what happens to you in there. 
You got me there. Sometimes, some, you're right, sometimes spiders do be bros and just have, like, that web in the corner of your room, and you're like, yeah, you get them. Right? Get em. Like, yeah. you don't touch it, and you just let it do its thing. Mm-hmm. And then one day you're just sitting on the couch, and then the fucking spider just comes dangling down in front of you, and you're like, oh, my fucking, you're like, no, smack no, 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 that no. bitch away Listen, I like when you're in the corner, but once you get up in my personal space, like, ugh. Mm. Um, first off, I'm gonna talk about one of the things that really hurt this match for me. The audio in this match, I did not like. Oh, it was so weird because they had it like they had like the crowd like full blast when they were introducing yeah. both of the competitors, and it was like it it sounded like it was going to be really hype because the crowd was getting really hype. Yeah, and then as soon as the match started, it's like they went and mute, and it was just like, come on! It, like they like just took a muzzle and just put it over the crowd's face and like now listen to the commentary talk, and I'm like, I don't want to hear and the they commentary. Barely, it's like listen to commentary talk, and commentary barely talks. I'm like, I don't want to listen to comments. I'm like, the crowd, like, I was looking in the background, and I just see the crowd getting amped at points, and I'm like... The crowd was going nuts, but we had no idea. Like, you could see the crowd going nuts, but we couldn't hear the crowd going nuts. Because, like, they just turned off the crowd audio for some reason. I don't know. That that hurt this match a lot for me, because I was, like, basically listening to this match. This gave me, like, pandemic-era vibes to it, where, like, you could only see a commentator, and it was just two people in a ring with almost no silence. But almost no it, noise. It, it had it had like the noise level of a of a pandemic era match, but there was a full crowd, and it sucked because like I wanted to hear the crowd. I wanted to hear them get into this because they were into this. Like when they were introducing both of the competitors, they were going crazy. Mm-hmm. Like there was loud boos. There was like loud cheers for both. For it was just like the crowd was into it. So why not just let them be into it? But yeah, no, they, I... just hit, they just hit the mute button, and it was just it. it Oh, this hurt. The, the fact me. that there was like barely any noise was tough. You know, this hurt me. But yeah, let's get into the match itself. That's that's not the wrestler's fault though. Yeah, obviously. So for the wrestling portion of this match, the part of this match is actually quite comical because the two lock up and Kara, because she's free range Kara and she's a farmer. Yeehaw! She does a dosi do and throw and like kind of lets Blair go and Blair looks like a child throwing a tantrum. Like no, I will say the first that. time that ha- the first time that happened, it was funny. Uh, then after that, the two exchange wrist locks. Blair rolls forward and bridges up like a spider, which scares Kara. And then Kara dosi does her again. That's yeah. two. Still, it was still, it was like, okay, haha. Then, uh, Kara hits her with two back-to-back arm drags. And on the third one, Blair blocks it and then gets dosi do a third time. At what point, at, like, okay, I get it. Rule of threes, right? Like, comedy yeah. rule of threes. Mm-hmm. But, like, at what point are we taking this match seriously? Uh... <laughs> But like I, I don't know. Yeah. Like, uh, it's after this that the match gets pretty serious. I don't know. It, it felt like it felt like the 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 dosi do bit was like a little bit overdone, and like I get it, the far, whole farmer thing. But like, could do a bit more. Yeah, it was okay. So as a follow up, Kara throws her into the corner, hits a running clothesline, and then a bulldog out of said corner with momentum on her side. She drop holds Blair, but Blair fights her off on the floor and from the corner, which results in Blair taking her down with the side lock, side headlock takedown. Yep. Car does counter this with a scissor with a head scissors leg lock, even though Blair is able to bridge up out of it. Uh she nearly gets rolled up because like as she kinda like bridges up and slips through her leg, she's like, Yeah, I'm so smart. Almost gets <laughs> rolled up. Yeah. That was pretty funny. Blair then instantly claps back with a Russian leg sweep. I I real quick, I like that car that free range Kara was like completely like what like turned like the bit of like why doesn't this wrestler just do this while the other one's showing yeah. off like, on its head because it was just like it was just like oh they're they're showing off they're distracted roll up roll up lol uh 
So, uh, unfortunately for Carl, though, Blair instantly collapsed back with the Russian leg sweep, as I said before. And yep. following this, uh, following Kara, she walks away. Blair ends up getting her in the corner and starts to beat her down. But then Kara ducks a chop from her and starts to lay into Blair's chest with several chops of her own until she gets taken out by a Russian leg sweep again. It feels like this was a kryptonite the whole match. Like, yeah. every time she was, like, about to get things going, Russian leg sweep. At what point do you just see it coming? I, I don't I mean, She never did in this match, I don't think. I might have forgotten one, but uh, my notes will tell me. So then Kara gets some life back in here and starts to make a comeback with rapid forearms to the chest, but that's short-lived because Blair plants her foot, plants her face first into the canvas with a flatliner. Mm-hmm. We then get a bit more of Blair beating down on Kara, grinding her into a pulp, but Kara starts to make her comeback and unloads a, loads forearm strikes into Blair's face, followed by a neck breaker and several running strikes. She then hits Blair with a huge discus forearm that knocks Blair back into the corner. Yeah, that was a solid forearm. Really just, like, knocked her on her ass almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, after this, continuing the, her assault here, Kara hits Blair with a European uppercut in the corner, a snapmare out of the corner, and then hits her with a running clothesline as she's sitting up from the snapmare. Mm-hmm. However, this is short-lived because Blair hits her with a jawbreaker when Kara goes to pick... with Kara goes to pick her up. This yep. causes the two of them to go back and forth with strikes until eventually Kara looks like she's going to get the upper hand by knocking Blair down. But then Blair bridges and slowly, like, moves herself back. Like, she hits her in the face, she goes backwards, she catches herself on her hands, kinda, and, like, kind of, like, slowly creaks herself back up to her all, like, spider-like, cracks her head, freaks Kara out a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, she then flatlines Kara again, but this immediately transitions it into a Koji clutch. Uh, yeah, nice. which looked great. Sure did. Car uh, has to cl- crawl her way to the bottom rope, uh, going for the rope break. But Blair doesn't agree with this uh, because when she grabs the rope break, uh, Blair has to let go, and the ref's like, "She got a rope break." And for some reason, Blair's like, "No, she did not get a rope break. She tapped or something <laughs> no, like that." No, she did not. And <laughs> he's like, "I don't know what to." T-. They're like, "I don't know what to tell you." And then Yeah, she she was just giving the ref attitude. And again, she almost gets rolled up by Carr while this is happening, and then as she kicks out from this, she gets spiked by Carr with a DDT. Yep. Carr then cracks her neck, kinda like Blair, I guess an imitation of the spider. And yep. tries to go after Blair, she gets up, but ends up eating a back elbow to the face. With her now stunned, Blair throws her to the mat thanks to a handful of hair and locks in a Muda lock that Carr is stuck in. Okay, yeah. Yeah, the Muda Lock looked good. It did. I love me some Muda Lock. So, to get out of this, she's forced to basically grab both of Blair's hands and, like, force them apart so that mm-hmm. she breaks the hold as opposed to crawling. Because she tries to crawl for, like, a little bit, and then immediately like, okay, it's not going to fucking work. Mm-hmm. Blair then tries to hoist Kara onto her shoulders, but Kara wiggles out of it, drop toll holds her, and then locks her in a ground version of the octopus hold that she calls the Midwest goodbye, because I believe commentary said once you go in the Midwest, you basically are gone immediately. <laughs> I think or something yeah. like that. And she picks up the win. Yeah, it was solid. Uh, I'm glad you had an explanation as to how she got out of the, uh, the hold from Blair before she locked in her own hold, because I was like, during the match, I was like, did Blair just like let go. Like, <laughs> I was like, "What just happened there?" Did, did, was Blair was Blair Otter just like, "Yeah, I've had enough." Like, yeah, okay, I'll let you go. Like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> like, I was very confused, and then I was like, "Oh," and then Kara uh, wins. Like, what? I was like, yeah. "Was it? Why did Blair let go?" But I guess I guess she didn't. Mm-hmm. I was torn on this match because 
At points, the wrestling felt a bit slow and disconnected, but credit to both of them. They did a really good job selling each other's moves and, like, presenting themselves as characters, to be honest. like Yes, I agree. Car would get hit, and I could feel the emotion on her face. Blair did a really good job of acting like just a dickhead heel. But and also- they both... Mm-hmm. Ed Blair did her creepy, creepy like bridging stuff, mm-hmm. right, and cracking neck. And, the dosi do was a uh, nice Cara, touch Cara too. Got dosi do's in, yeah. Uh, but the fact that the, <laughs> the fact that the audio was basically muting the whole crowd Stop. and them because they were talking to each other in this match, and I couldn't fucking hear a thing. It was tough. Did not help this match, in my opinion. It's like you gotta find a balance. You, you can't just mute the crowd and let the commentators go. You gotta find a balance. If this match had its crowd, it probably would have gotten a high meh. But without it the was, crowd, yeah, the crowd, the crowd would have been hot as hell. I'm gonna give it a meh. Yeah, same. Because I, I tempted to think about a miss up, and I'm like, nah. Both these two, while the wrestling at points wasn't the smoothest, did a good job with this. I thought it was it solid. Was, yeah, it wasn't this. It wasn't the cleanest match, but it was a good match either way. Uh, yeah. I've- I've and come... I think that I think the crowd I think just like the crowd energy would have taken it over the top for me, but it just since it was just, it was basically silent other than the commentators, I felt that I lost interest very quickly. Yeah, I've come to realize that uh, if a match isn't like really smooth or at least smooth enough, uh, I don't have the best time with it. So I'm trying to yeah. trying to look past the at the other points of the wrestling as opposed to just the moves. You know what I mean? Yeah, me too. So yeah, it gets a meh. Uh, Next time you do Audio Destination Pro, uh, please try to find a better balance between yeah. commentary and the crowd and the room. I have audio experience. If you need a guy, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, let's move on to our next match. Yeah, let's. So we are going to look at Ziggy Heim versus The Whisper from Rise Pro Wrestling. Uh, this match I thought was pretty solid. It was solid, but I think it had uh, some points where it was yeah. a little bit awkward, like... It, I think they like so, like there was a little bit of miscommunication throughout this match, and there were some points where it looked like it, it didn't feel like every spot like blended into the other one. Yeah, well, oh, and yeah. there was like some spots where there was like a weird pause between the two wrestlers, and there was points where they were like one was like sitting and waiting for the move, and the other was still like selling the move before it. You know? Yeah. The, I mean, yeah, pretty much. You, you pointed out all the stuff that I noticed, and I was like, mm. but yeah, as we do normally do, let's get into the match. Let's do it. So, first off, this is a much earlier Ziggy Heim. This is from 2019, so she's actually a face here. Yeah, and and uh, she has the ring name Jinx. Yes, and I was like, oh, damn, that's some old. Z- that's like not old, but like that's like a younger Ziggy Heim, mm-hmm. pre her uh, enjoy wrestling, where she is a full blown heel. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. She is a full blown <laughs> heel, like. She's like one of she's like one of their biggest heels. Yes, she's got an entourage. She's got her uh, her one uh, minion that she orders mm. around. So, right off the bat, these two square off, and Jinx, Jinx, aka Ziggy Heim, is like an amped up version of Ziggy Heim, screaming, super loud, super chaotic, and Whisper is like, I'm not having any of this. So he he whispers, no whispers, he shushes the crowd because they're chanting Jinx, and then Jinx screams and he shushes her. I do love that part where he's just like, shh, and then Ziggy Heim just goes, ah! Like, right in his face. He's just like, well then. (laughs) Yeah, it was good. Mm -hmm. The two then lock up, and while Whisper is able to shove her into the corner, Heim is able to use the ropes to pivot that into an arm drag. And again, Whisper shushes her when she gets up, but this time she bites his finger. I thought this was quite funny. As he's, like, Mm -hmm. screaming, like, in pain, 
Haim jumps into him via a Kazador or the wheelbarrow position and tries to roll him up, but he's able to break out of this. And from here, the two kind of quickly start trading roll-ups and pins with each other until Whisper kips up to his feet and Jinx... Jinx. Haim get up and they kind of like stare each other down for a moment. Mm-hmm. Again, he tries to shush her in her face and again, she tries to bite his finger, but this time he pulls away. He's like, no, no, no. Only to get his foot stomped and his head spiked into the mat with a DDT. Yeah, get wrecked, idiot. Moments like these were where you could tell these twos uh, could have good chemistry with each other because this was quite funny and quite effective. Yeah, like there, like there were points in this match where you could see these two like working together very well, mm-hmm. but there was also points where they just kind of didn't. Oh, we'll right? get to that. There's, there's one where I remember being like, mm-hmm. "Oh, I just watched two cars crash to each other in an intersection." Mm-hmm. So, um. This causes him and her to retreat to opposite corners of the ring. And while he doesn't make the first move by running at Heim, Heim, uh, while he does make the first move by running at Heim, Heim counters this running strike by using a ring of Saturns in the ropes. Kind of like a tarantula submission hold, if you've ever seen, like, Tajiri wrestle in WWE. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved how this hold looked. I wish Heim did it more, to be honest. Like, that's such, like, a thing to turn your head, like, fuck a tarantula, I'll do a ring of Saturn in the fucking ropes. Yeah, that's dope. So... But unfortunately for her, Whisper uses his size advantage, and he kind of just picks her up and drives her into the mat with a spinning flatliner, which also looks good. Yeah. Because of this, he's able to remain to remain in control of this match by using his size advantage. He's, like, throwing Haim across the ring, nailing her with a half-Nelson backbreaker, then hitting her with a standing, jumping knee to the face. Haim gets up from this knee to the face. She's on her hands and knees, and Whisper tries to use her kind of like a stool to jump up in the air and leg drop the, her back, but Haim rolls out of the way, so he lands on his ass. <laughs> and with him now stunned, Haim rolls onto her, uh, rolls him onto his feet and goes for a crucifix bomb, but he counters out of this by rolling them both backwards, getting her up in a fireman's carry, and then slamming her face first into his knee with a TKO. Yeah. Gnarly-looking move. It, it, was, it was sick, yeah. Love it. He then picks Haim up and shushes what I described in my notes as sweet silence into her ear. I figured you'd get a kick out of that. He whispers sweet nothings into her ear. Come on! It's in the name! (laughs) Silence fits so much better, though. It's the whisper. His name is the whisper. But the saying is, whispers sweet nothings into your ear, right? And his name is literally the whisper. thought silence would work, but, you know, to each his own. (laughs) Silence, don't get me wrong, it works. What he does next ain't silent. He uh, ne- he blasts her with a running knee to the face that nearly yeah that was that was pretty loud. N- nearly get pins her, but she kicks out. Which then both go they both go back to a corner. Then after this, Whisper throws Heim from one corner to another corner, nails her with a running strike to the face. However, when he goes to hit another one of these, Heim avoids it and hits him with one of her own. And after this, she tries to run the ropes and hit him again, with, but instead he scoops and slams her into the mat. Thanks to his again, his size is just too much for her. Mm-hmm. After Heim kicks out of this, the two just starts laying into each other with strikes. And while Whisper does gain the upper hand at first, Heim takes him out with a knee to the gut, a European uppercut, and then a drop kick to his leg that kicks him out to the floor. I believe it was during this sequence when the two of them kind of stared at each other for a moment, not sure what to do. Yeah. And I was like... That was tough. Mmm. That's rough. Yeah. Anywho. I wasn't sure if it was, like, a sequence where they, like, kind of look at each other, like, what do we do? Or it was, like, one of those things where it's supposed to be, like, they both wrestled, like, back and forth, and then they were, like, stood up and were, like... It was one of those things, like, they ran towards each other, but neither one really could figure out what the other one wanted to do, it felt like. Yeah. So, again, they start exchanging strikes with like each other. Said, there, what, like this, this match has its awkward spots. Yeah. They start exchanging strikes again. This time, Whisper got his second win because he just starts to no-sell Heim's strikes without hitting back. And I was yeah, like, that was, damn. that was funny. 
Band just got his second. He's like, fucking keep hitting me. Come on. Haim tries to then bulldog him, but she gets countered when Whisper picks her up and places her up on the top rope instead. But defiantly, Haim knocks it back off the top. She goes for a crossbody. Buddy catches her and slams her into the ground. Mm-hmm. At this point, the crowd starts to chant that he can't beat her, which absolutely infuriates him. He's telling them yeah. all to shut up because they're not being quiet. After the after the last match, it was nice to hear the crowd. Mm-hmm. So he goes for what I've described here as like a gory bomb or a gory special. But mm-hmm. instead, Haim sits up on his shoulders and turns it into a poison rana, which yep. then follows up with a brutal-looking crucifix bomb and then finishes off with a tornado bulldog for the win. This yeah. was the best part of the entire match in terms of wrestling. Hard agree. Well executed. Great impact. Great selling from Whisper. Very much a fan of the finish. Rest yeah, that of the finish. Match, the, the finish was very smooth. Yes. The rest of the match kind of it had its moments, yeah. and then it also had its moments. Like it was. And, uh, like, yeah. It was good. There was eh. But like, hey, it, it, not every wrestling match can be a perfect ten out of ten. Yeah. Matter, right. And as you can hear me winding up, it. I'm giving it another meh. Yeah, it was fine. Um, I'm with you there. Uh, again, like like you said, awkward moments in between. Great finish. Good crowd. I could actually hear yeah. them for once. It was nice. Uh, all right. Then why don't we get into our last match of the episode? We have a match that uh, you picked because you like the thumbnail, Zach. You had to tell people what this match was all about. So, from what I could tell, this was during the pandemic, back when Limitless was a YouTube exclusive wrestling thing. Well, I think it still first- is. First of all, fans, uh, the match is Big Game Leroy versus Bones from Limitless Wrestling. Okay, continue. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, this is their first match for each one of them here. Yeah, uh, it was both of their debuts at I, Limitless. I also realized in the middle of this match that I Well, fuck- not, not their debut first wrestling match ever, debut at Limitless specifically. Yes. I also realized that I've seen Bones before. You have? Where? On Being the Elite, back when I watched that. Oh, really? He had a impromptu like street fight with Private Party. I, I remember aware of this. because I saw this dude and I was like, who is this motherfucker? This guy looks like something out of a fucking nightmare and he's just like creepy as fuck and he murders them. Yep. I think he wins with a teddy bear too. Ugh. That was a blow off to a big uh, angle thing in BT. Creepy. Uh, he anyway. is. Uh, but he is very athletic. As I remember, I was like, oh, this should be a good match then. Uh, these two could not be any more contrasting each other in their entrances and their attitudes. Yeah. Bones comes out to this creepy, ominous, like, bone-shaking tune. He looks like a sleep paralysis demon. The crowd's booing him. I'm like, oh, and then Big Game Leroy comes out. And he's got this upbeat theme. He's got it. He's playing his Nintendo it's windy, Switch. It's windy, it's windy Hill from Sonic. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. He's playing. This is his theme. He's playing a Switch, playing Pokemon specifically, and I was like, Mike, he's, you'll like this Poke- he's playing Pokemon. He's playing Pokemon Sword and or Shield, and he's playing uh, the Crown Tundra DLCs specifically. Wow. And he's doing, I think I think he's doing the first battle against Peony when you, like, just walk into the Crown Tundra. Mm. I, I saw that screen for maybe three seconds, and I, yep. <laughs> I know that because I fucking love Pokemon. I knew you'd like that. I love Sword and Shield specifically. I think I have, like... I think I have, like, oh, probably, like, over 800 hours in that game. Jesus fucking Christ. That is... Yeah, you love, love Pokemon. so much. Mm. It's ridiculous. Anyway. Uh, he's decked yeah. out in fully Switch-themed gear that's up, that's customized for his custom Joy-Cons. I only know they're custom because I know what they actually look like. Mm-hmm. So, 
Like, he's full on. He doesn't even pay attention to bows when he goes to the ring. He's just playing his Switch. He's playing Switch. It's so good. He's just in the corner playing it. Match starts. And then, yeah, he's in the corner playing it, and the announcers are like, all right, is he gonna, it's time to put that down and start the match. And then the other announcer's like, no, no, no. <laughs> he's gonna wrestle. Yep. While playing. And it's like, wait, no, he's not. And then he just does. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, no, this, this shit gives you, like, straight Orange Cassidy with hands in his pockets wrestling vibes. Yeah, like, definitely. That, that you're, oh, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Bone, it, it had that feeling. Yep, Bones goes after him, slips and slides and ducks his way out of the way, hits him with a Hurricane Rana, still holding the switch in his hand, hits him with a suicide dive, still the switch in his hand. He's even playing it, and he's, like, showing the crowd, he's like, look at this. And I'm just <laughs> like, this fucking guy. I already, I, I loved him immediately. <laughs> and I love how he's so interested in showing the fan what he's doing that he turns around to where he suicide died Bones. And Bones isn't there because he slid into the ring. He's mm-hmm. like, where'd he go? He's like, oh, he's over there. Yeah, he, he, went, he went back over and didn't know where Bones went because he was too busy playing video games. Mm-hmm. So in the ring, Bone tries to get, Bones tries to get a cheap shot in, but it's not very effective. And Leroy quickly takes control of this match by throwing him into the corner. He then nails Bones with, he's still playing the switch, by the way, this whole time. Uh, he hits him with a running back elbow strike, and then a switch-assisted bulldog out of the corner. <laughs> Reasonably, Bone slides out of the ring to the outside. Nothing's working for him right now. He's getting clowned on by a guy playing video games, pretty much. So after he slides out of the ring here, on the outside, they trade chops to each other before Bones steals the switch, sacrilege, I know, out of Leroy's hands. And Leroy's like, give it back, and Bones gives it to a fan... And then grabs Leroy as he goes to grab it and just hurls him shoulder first into the ring post. Uh, He won't be playing video games with that shoulder, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. He then uses said ring post to basically target and brutalize Leroy's left arm before chucking him back into the ring. Mm -hmm. Here, Bones uses a variety of holds to continue attacking Leroy's left arm. But eventually, Leroy fights his way out out of the holds he's got him in. Real quick, one of my fa- one of my favorite parts of uh, Bones beating down Leroy in the ring is that when Leroy is crawling away from Bones, he isn't just like crawling away from him; he's reaching for the for the lady who has his yeah, switch. I forgot about <laughs> he's that. like, "Give me the switch, please!" And she's just like sitting there. He's like going for the hot tag, but he's just trying to grab his fucking oh, Nintendo. <laughs> it's so good. It's awesome. So. As this is happening, Bones cuts him out, uh, cuts him off with a tilt-a-whirl that slams Leroy, uh, his left shoulder, first into the mat, and then he elbow drops that arm as well. Like, Bones is just absolutely beating the shit out of him. It is no quarter here. He uh, continues beating him down. Leroy, as Mikey just said, keeps trying to crawl to the outside. Eventually, Bones had enough, and he goes outside the ring with Leroy and grabs a switch from this lady and just starts and double stomps uh, Leroy's back in the ring before just kind of playing the switch right in front of him. And Leroy looks up at him. He drops the switch on the ground in the ring, looks Leroy dead in the eyes, and kicks the switch out of the ring to the that outside. That was... That... Me? <laughs> like, <laughs> like I feel like me and you... That made me just... That was, like, the biggest reaction for me this whole match. I was like... Was when he kicked that switch out of the ring, I was like, oh, my God. I was like, that's... I was like, my first one was... I was like, oh, no! I'm like, not the switch. (laughs) Not the switch! It's too expensive. That's a $300 console you just kicked out of the ring. So... I was like, no! Whereas Mikey and I are over here having a fucking crisis. (laughs) Leroy looks like... And you know know that fucking cartridge for... Pokemon like popped out and oh, he lost yeah. all he lost his whole save. Fucking just absolute just catastrophe. 
Mikey and I are having a conniption. Lyra looks like a guy who just lost his child or something. And then he stares Bones in the face. And Bones slaps him across the face as he's getting up and slaps him again. And Leroy just unleashes this pure form of rage from him. Screams yeah. in his face. Bam, bam, bam. Barrage of strikes. Clothesline. A neckbreaker. An elevated swinging neckbreaker after this. Goes over to the corner. Charges up a Kamehameha palm strike that the crowd gets into. Slams it right... Kamehameha, in- Hadouken, whatever. <laughs> slams right into Bones' chest. Flips him inside out. Almost, uh... Almost pins him, but he kicks out. Leroy is... The, the games are over now. You motherfucker attempted assault with a deadly weapon on a switch with his foot. So, mm-hmm. now that he's in control, Leroy picks him up, and then Bones bites his fucking forearm. And he's screaming in pain, so Bones slaps the shit out of his whole body, backhands him in the face, enziguries him in the side of the head, and then hits him with a hammerlock standing neckbreaker. Kind of like Victoria's Widow's Peak. That he calls the Bone Breaker. Mm-hmm. I fucking loved how this move looked. I actually thought this match was over because of how good it looked. Yeah, the Bone Breaker is a great finisher. One of the funny part is that's not even his finisher. I'm pretty sure. Seriously, his finisher is a til- is the tilt a whirl like uh, shoulder slam to the mat, and then he grabs your arm and he hyper extends it backwards. Oh, that sounds. That's it's like a jacked up version of Penta's Bone Breaker. Basically. Ow, my arm hurts. Yeah, no, he usually he comes to the, as I read online, side note, he usually comes to the ring with like a noose around his neck. Yeah. He looks menacing as fuck whenever he looks. Sure great does. look. I don't think he's, he's been active on Twitter in, a, in like a year or something like that, but he has a great look. Anywho. I feel like when you have a gimmick like that, it's kind of hard to be active You're on the head disciple of a voodoo god. It's like, yeah, they're not going to be like, they're not going to, he's not going to like tweet out and be like, look at He's like, yo, I have a match tonight, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> he just posts cryptic things into the ether, and people are like, oh my god, live the gimmick, live the gimmick, my man. Yeah. So anyhow, following this up, Bones, after kicking out, runs at Leroy in the corner, but eats a boot to the face, and Leroy then gets out of the corner, and from here the two go back and forth, counter each other's maneuvers, sorry, until Bones pump kicks Leroy in the face, which causes them to go back and forth, cut each other off with running strikes every time they try to go running the ropes. And in the end, Leroy gets the upper hand by shoving Bones into the ropes, and this is kind of ingenious. He pushes him into the ropes chest first, and Bones is probably expecting him to, like, grab him or hit him, but instead he just enziguries him in the side of the, like, the back of his head behind his ear. Mm-hmm. Immediately knocks him to the outside onto the apron. And then, he then rolls to the outside to stand up, and Leroy sees this, jumps out of the ring, grabs him in midair, and hits him with a suicide dive uh, DDT, tornado DDT specifically. Onto the floor. Yeah, that was nice. Fucking awesome. Rolls Bones back into the ring. Leroy gets uh, he gets up and stares into Leroy's eyes as Leroy's about to try to beat him. And he starts whispering like this like voodoo chant, similar to like the Harry Potter slither, like the sliver tongue mm-hmm. that hypnotizes Leroy <laughs> briefly. Incredible. And then Bones jumps onto him like a snake, just latches on with a Kimura. However, Leroy shoves him into the corner, back first, breaks the hold, he then counters a sunset flip from him with a super kick to the face, and then grabs his arm, wraps it around his neck, puts his knees on his back, and pulls backwards into a flipping, actually jumps forward and hits him with a front-flipping lung blower that he calls brutality for the win. 
This finish was also fucking awesome. Today I learned the lung blower is a fucking great move. Yeah, it's sick. This finish was sick. These two were great, honestly. They had a really nice match with each other. Great character work from both of them. Hmm. I'm torn what I want to give this. What do you think, Mikey? I'm going to give it a high meh. I really, really liked it. Uh, I was super into it. I don't think it, it had that mark out feel after, uh, afterwards, though. I But the match, I think, itself was very good. I think I'm going to stick. I think I'm in the same boat with you there. No, this is a great match. Like These two, I I love both their character work. I These are the type of two people that if I saw them in like a match or a scramble match, I'd be like, ooh, that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think this is a that's a solid end for a pretty good week. Yeah, for sure. We had a pretty decent week of wrestling here. Uh, I liked all these matches going down the card, um, and I was. Uh, I think you should all check them out for sure. You, you should go check them out. Uh, when you, where you can do that is by following the way. The way you can do that is by following us on Twitter mm-hmm. at Indie Waters, your... uh, where you can where every week we tweet out all of the matches we watched and give you uh, YouTube links to all the episodes. So if you follow at Indie Waters on Twitter. You can find links to all of these matchups we talked about today and on every episode of Independent Waters. Um, and, and I don't want to go all the way into the plugs just yet because we still have to give you a preview of next week's matches. Zach, hey. I, I picked the majority of the matches this week, so I'm going to kick us off here. I picked a couple of matches. Uh, I picked one because I'd never heard of the two wrestlers, and I picked another because I have heard of one of the wrestlers, and I really like that wrestler. So, my first match is Gigi Ray versus Danny B from Vixens Wrestling Revolution uh, at Rise of the Vixens 3. And my next match is Dragon Lee versus Jeff Cobb from Ring of Honor. From, uh, from Ring of Honor, The Experience 2019. Ooh, Jeff Cobb is big game energy. That's why I picked this match, because I love Jeff Cobb. And I've, heard, and I've heard great things about Dragon Lee, so. Fair enough. Okay, so this match... Uh... I actually picked because of a reply that we got on Twitter. Oh, really? Yeah, I just just a bit of context here for you guys. I never go on Twitter. Yep. I do this not. Is true. I've had bad. I've watched people say very horrible things on that on that platform. Twitter, Twitter is a cesspool, and I have. But it's also, but it's also free advertising. It is. So if you use Twitter, you do you. I use Reddit. Reddit's accessible too. But yeah. Anywho. So I looked, and I was like, oh, I wonder if we get any matches. And we actually got a comment from a wrestler that we did a match for. Oh, yeah. We did. Yeah. we. Uh, Brian Keith commented on our video we did for the tournament with against his match with uh, Rudy Garza. Oh, yeah. I remember that. He said specifically to keep a lookout for the Sherry Martell classic that they had. And I thought... Sure, why not? I'm down for some uh, Texas wrestling scene. The women's division in Texas, uh, in the Texas wrestling scene, is usually really good. So I mm-hmm. thought, why, let's watch the finals of this, which is High Ann versus Promise Braxton, a wrestler I've never heard of, but I'm quite excited to see. At Reality of Wrestling, obviously. Uh, the only reason I picked this was because everyone in the comments was like, "The finish was awesome," and I was like, "Okay, the finish is awesome. Let's watch the fucking match." Yeah. I'm in. So I'm, I'm in. I I'm can't wait. Quite excited. Like like I said, I'm I'm a big fan of the Texas wrestling scene. They got some good ass wrestling down in Texas. Yeah, uh, as 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 proven by re- uh, not only reality of wrestling but also of course our friends at Pro Wrestling Legacy mm-hmm. oh, constantly killing it down in Texas. Yep. Mission Pro Wrestling constantly killing it down in Texas. Yep. Texas got good wrestling. What Texas can I say? Texas got good wrestling. Texas is a wrestling wrestling uh, wrestling state. Wrestling country. 
<laughs> wrestling country. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited for that for next week. We have some cool matches coming up. Uh, and uh, now that we've got now that we've did that, uh, let's get back into those plugs that I was worrying about before. Uh, of course, you can follow us on Twitter, like I said before, at Indie Waters. You can also follow the Countout Podcast Network on Twitter at Countout Pod. Countout Pod. Countout Podcast Network is like our mothership station. Uh, it they host us. Uh, they, they are the they they are the the mothership uh, that which we live that hosts a lot of different fun podcasts on the Countout Network, such as uh, this one. And Your Dose of Death, How to Talk to Your Friends About Wrestling, Ring Post Radio, all kinds of fun stuff here on the network. Whatever kind of wrestling you're into, we probably have a show for it. So go subscribe and follow the Countout Network on Twitter and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. You can also check out more information on the Countout Network over at countoutpod.com, where you can do stuff like subscribe and become a member to the Countout family, which gives you ex- access to exclusive audios from the members from the members of the Countout Network. Uh, me and Zach have an exclusive an exclusive Indie Waters episode that you should definitely subscribe to listen to because it's very funny. Um, and you can also buy our merch over there at countoutpod.com slash store, uh, which is where we have t-shirts, we have hats, we have uh, stickers, all kinds of fun stuff over there. So go check out countoutpod.com slash store if you want to rep the Countout Network or Indie Waters. Um, and you can go find, you can go subscribe to the Countout Network on YouTube. Subscribe to the Countout Network on YouTube, uh, Countout a Wrestling Podcast Network, and follow us on Facebook, uh, Countout a Wrestling Podcast Network. Uh, I believe that about does it for the plug. Zach, you got anything? No. All right. Well, that just leaves you, that just leaves me with one thing left to say then, and that is to remember that there's a gigantic sea of independent wrestling out there. So never stop exploring. <laughs> This has been a Count Out Podcast. Hi guys, this is Lauren. This is Michael. And this is your Dose of Death Podcast. If you're genuinely curious about the world of deathmatch wrestling, look no further as me and Mike have you covered on all things in the world of deathmatch wrestling, whether it's interviews, show reviews, or everything in between. We have you covered on all things deathmatch wrestling, whether it's past, present or future and you're probably wondering where you can go support us you can find your dose of death podcast on all major podcast platforms especially along with the count out network of podcasts and also you can support us on the count out patreon as we have exclusive content only on the patreon for all of our listeners we hope that you go listen to your dose of death podcast very soon and see you at the shows